listening to the Faithology Podcast with John Barrett, where you'll hear great ideas, interviews, and inspiration to help maximize your spiritual growth. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Faithology Podcast once again. I'm so glad that you're tuning in, whether you're in the car or you are listening at home or at work or wherever you may be. It's great to have you here on the podcast. And we're praying and believing that this episode will add value to you and really inspire you and get your faith to grow because that's what this is all about. God is about our faith and our faith is a big deal. It's the one thing that really empowers us to be and to do everything God has called us to be and everything God has called us to do. And so we are praying and we are believing that your faith will be inspired today and that it will grow. So thanks for tuning in, guys. I am excited because today I've got a very special guest with me sitting right across from me in this place today is a good friend and just a prayer warrior, someone that truly is is passionate about prayer and somebody that really gets prayer. And I wanted to have her on this episode today so that you, our listeners, can begin to maybe get some nuggets about prayer, get some great things so that your prayer life can go to a new level because prayer is a big deal. It's really what I call the X factor in a Christian's life. So I've got with me today Lisa Flake with me in the house today. And Lisa, you are, you have like traveled all over the world on prayer initiatives. I, every time that, that you share a new story, where my wife and I, we just kind of lean in and we love to hear these stories about uh, just the, I almost call them adventures that God has put you on or he's literally placed you just literally in, in so many different countries all around the world, being able to go in these prayer initiatives and being able to come and just bring the heart of God to so many different places. And so, Lisa, you're involved in a lot of different things. You've been involved in many things over the years. Uh, In fact, you are involved with Franklin Graham and the Decision America Tour that is going on right now. And a very, very cool opportunity. You're the prayer coordinator for that. I'll let you share a little bit more about that. And you're involved in some other things. But guys, welcome with me, Lisa Flake, to the podcast today. Lisa, it's great to have you here. Thank you, John. It's a, it's yes. amazing. I I love being able to be here, be able to share with you and your listeners. Um, God is an amazing God. Yes. And he loves He loves us, and He loves to communicate with us, and that's really what prayer is all about. So I look forward to to getting to share more about that with you and your listeners. And yes, God's uh, uh, had me just on an amazing journey yes. through my life. Uh, you know, being a being a, a someone who grew up on on a dirt road in, in the country <laughs> of the Midwest. Uh, little did I know that I'd have opportunities to, to travel to a number of other nations and be able to interact with people from other cultures and to, to praise God in uh, lands and places where the spiritual atmosphere is very, very dark. And yes. God is rarely worshiped or praised or prayed to in those places. So it's, it's been an exciting journey uh, yes, currently we're we're excited here in Indiana uh, because Franklin Graham uh, launched into uh, actually cleared his schedule, completely cleared all the crusades that were going to be happening in the United States this year because he felt such a burden from the Lord for our nation. Yes, and wanted to instead felt the Lord calling him to actually go to each of the fifty capitals of each state in the United States this year. So he's, he's already been to, you know, 30 or 35 of the states. 
He'll be coming to Indianapolis October yeah. 5th, and he'll be at the State House at noon, from noon to one, leading a prayer rally. That's right. That's what the Lord has called him to in these in these gatherings, is to call believers in the states together to come and to pray, to humble ourselves before the Lord, to worship Him together, and and to and to just seek His face. Yeah, and I'm going to brag on you a little bit because when when my wife and I uh, we went up to the uh, luncheon with all the pastors and community leaders here in Indiana. Um, they had the, the the Franklin Graham people were there and just sharing about this upcoming event. And and Aaron and I on the way home, you know, they, they the the right hand guy of Franklin Graham, I forget his name up there, uh, that was at the at the Steve uh, Rhodes, yeah. vice president. Yes. Yeah, he uh, he got up on the platform and there was two people he introduced by name. And Lisa, you were one of them. And uh, we were proud of you there, Aaron and I. We thought, wow, that was a big deal. But you're the prayer coordinator for Indiana. Right. Uh, for for this tour and that and which is just a cool thing and you're also involved in I hope uh, tell us a little bit about that real quick just in a nutshell of what that is and sure I hope is uh, what it's what that stands for is Indiana House of Prayer and Equipping yeah so I've been connected with prayer ministries here in Indiana for about eight eight to ten years now and uh, just in the last year and a half we launched I hope uh, and our our base for that is is in Indianapolis. We, we just, we're a prayer church organization, and so we, we just honor the church. We, we want to mm-hmm. come alongside churches uh, throughout central Indiana, around, around our state, and, and also ha- as we have opportunities to go to other places. So we want to come alongside the church and just encourage the body of Christ in prayer. Um, again, do, do training and equipping, and, and especially to, to actually establish a place where where groups of people can come together um, to seek the Lord, to uh, to minister to the Lord uh, with one another, as well as even just come and have a place kind of set apart where people can just be able to encounter the Lord in their own uh, yeah. personal prayer time. So there's a variety of things that, that we hope to be able to do uh, with the Indiana House of Prayer and Equipping. Yeah. And Aaron and I, we, we've been up there and visited uh, some of those prayer gatherings and worship nights. They're just phenomenal. Um, don't tell you, just a great group of people up there. I encourage every one of our listeners to check that out. And uh, and and where can they go to, to learn more about iHope? Is that something? Uh, do you guys have a website or something? We, that... Yes, we have a website, um, iHopeIndy.com. Okay. Nice. And yes. so they can kind of see what it's about. And if you're in Indiana, if you're one of our listeners that, that is here locally, uh, get a hold of them. Maybe have them come to your church or maybe even go check them out up in Indianapolis and uh, come to a worship night or a prayer gathering or something because there's something really cool going on there. But Lisa, let's jump in a little bit to, let, let's talk about prayer. You know, you've, you've been all sure. over the world, as you mentioned. You're involved in so many initiatives, so many groups uh, with prayer and just equipping people about prayer. What are some things that we need to know about? Prayer is one of those things that, you know, I, I think that so many people, um, they have... I, not misconceptions about it, but I, I think that we look at prayer sometimes as such an elusive thing. I think so many people do in their Christianity where we all would say that we need to pray more, our prayer life should be better, but it's one of those things where a lot of the majority of people that I talk to, their prayer life is really lacking. It really is, and and, and that's unfortunate because truly the, the power that we possess in Christ is activated. It is ignited through prayer. Jesus prayed while he was on the earth. He was the son of God. Absolutely. Right? I mean, he had everything. Why did he have to pray? But yet, 
prayer was such a big deal even for Jesus. So for our listeners today, even for me, I'm, I'm ready to, to glean a little bit from you, but, but help us understand prayer. Just give us some nuggets today, Lisa. What are some things that come to mind that, that we need to know about prayer or uh, some tips maybe even, or just anything that you could share with us that would maybe help ignite our prayer life? Because truly, the person that we're going to become is really dependent upon our prayer life. It shapes us, it molds us, and it truly does pave the way for what God does in our lives. So I'm going to kind of hand it over to you a little bit and just kind of share about some things, Lisa, about prayer that maybe we can take away today. Sure. Yeah, one of the things uh, to, to where I would like to start is just with a priority of prayer. Mm. You know, That's it's good. it's really something, again, that Jesus placed at, at a very high place in his own personal life. Yeah. You know, even in the morning, he would, uh, the scripture tells us that he, that he would leave. He would get up in the morning, actually go outside of the house so That's he right. could find a solitary place to pray. So it was a big deal for him. I mean, he actually, he came from the Father. He knew the Father. He he was in close connection uh, with the Father. And, and he, yet he found it necessary for prayer to be a yeah. priority in his own life. That's right. The Son of God. Absolutely. You know, and, and if he did, how much more and, and I love that you say the word priority because it truly does. It has to be intentional, right? Mm-hmm. It can't just be something of, um, you know, well I'll spend some time in prayer when I get time. Right? When right. does that ever happen? You exactly. know? Uh, well well when I get some leftover time or maybe later on today or tonight or or we're always sort of wishing that we prayed more but but it, it truly, I love that word. It has to be a priority. Prayer has to be a, a priority. And I love that, that Jesus made it that way. And he even taught us how to pray, right? I mean, he, he even talked about that. Absolutely. And in the priority aspect of it, in John 15, you know, 4 and 5, especially in 5, you know, he, he, he reminded us, remain in me. Yes. You've got to stay connected with me as you are with me. He who abides in me will actually bear much fruit. That's good. For without me, you can do nothing. And so that relationship, that priority is about the relationship with God and the relationship with Jesus, the relationship with the Holy Spirit, to be connected to the vine, to be connected uh, to Jesus. That's who he's speaking of as the vine in that that verse. Yeah. And so prayer isn't so much about being uh, something that's that's to be duty-based. You know, it's it, it, it it's not about getting it on our on our should or auto list. It's it's about it just becoming a priority because of the relationship that he wants to have with us. And as we have that relationship with him, then all the other things in our life, whether it's it's home or family, work scenarios, uh, world crises, different different things happening throughout the earth we can communicate with God about those things that are on our hearts. Mm-hmm. And, we, and he can communicate with us about what's on his heart to continue to shape us and form us. And, and again, in that relationship, as we, as we place him at the highest place and place the priority on even spending time with him to, to learn of him, uh, to discern who God is, to spend time in, in the word and prayer and, and just speak the things that are true about God. You know, so much of what's bombarding us in, in our culture and throughout the earth are, are things that are contrary to God and contrary to the, the truth of who he is and the reality of, of, of God in his, in his being and in his person. And so as we spend time with him, 
in prayer and making that a priority, it, it helps it helps us stay adjusted yeah. and it helps us stay That's again connected with the Lord and with, with the truth of who he is. And, and even as we praise him, as we thank him, as we speak to him of who he is, it, it helps defrag us yeah, <laughs> from all the, all the crud and all the, the misperception and the misspeaking of who God is. I like that. Well, I like the, the realigning and defragging us. I like that. The defragmentation of, you know, our disorientation sometimes of when God isn't at the center, at the epicenter of our thoughts, our prayers, our, our focus, our mission then we do, we get so disoriented and it just defragments our life. So, you know, you read that scripture, abide in me. And, you know, the scripture says that we will bear much fruit, right? When we abide in him, when we stay there, we, we remain in him. So how do we remain in this attitude of prayer? You know, so many times we think of prayer as, as such a formal thing, and certainly it, it can be, I mean, obviously, in the, in the sense of a very dedicated time where it's very focused. But, you know, the Bible talks about pray without ceasing and, and all these kind of things. So and, and when you read that scripture, I was thinking about when it says abide in me, remain in me. How do we remain in this sort of relational prayer conversation where we're sharing our heart and we're listening to God share his heart? How do we do that? How do we stay in sort of this, how do we remain, you know, in, in the vine? How do we remain in this attitude? Great question, John. And as I was preparing for this, a, a, a couple of thoughts came to mind. Um, mm-hmm illustrations that I hope will be helpful. We're, we're a very visual culture sure. now. And there have been a couple of great movies related to prayer. One that came out recently is called The War Room. Yes. And it's a it's a great movie. There's, there's a lot of, of good Christian written material that can go along with that. A lot of churches and Bible studies have been actually focusing on that. And, and really, since the movie came out last summer, just, just going deeper and deeper and pressing into prayer. And, and part of what they really show in that, in the, in the war room, is that in that place of prayer, um, actually, you know, creating, again, a, a place of prayer and a, a space where, uh, where this woman in the video, actually, you know, she has her Bible there so that she's definitely reading the word to connect with the, with the true living God. You know, she has a, a blackboard and other things in there where she can actually write out prayer mm-hmm. requests, where she has prayer list. You know, one of, again, it's important to schedule prayer. Mm-hmm. That's part of making it a priority. And when we don't do that, again, there are so many other hindrances and things that will step into the way of that. But when we approach our Lord and, and our King, you know, if I was walking in and had an appointment with the President of the United States, it would be on my calendar. I would plan ahead of time. I would make sure that I was there on time. Yes. And so when I when I approach the, the, the King of all kings wow, yeah. and remember who this one is that I that I have the honor to approach and spend time with and that he wants he wants to share his heart with me and he wants me to share my heart with him. It's a game changer in terms of how I spend my time and how I view my time with the Lord and, and the importance of it. And, and again, even setting aside a, a, a space and a place. And so there's really great resources and materials out there. And again, this, this movie just gives a great picture of mm-hmm. what that can look like. A second movie that I, would, that I would remind people of is actually Fiddler on the Roof. 
Yeah. I love <laughs> that movie. And it has some really great prayer scenes in it that people may, may not even recognize as prayer scenes. Sure. Because Tivia, he's, he's, he's a Jewish man. And they really model in that movie the Jewish way of prayer. And so I very much believe that Jesus not only started his day by going to a solitary, solitary place for his own personal prayer time with the Father, but that throughout the day, as he was traveling with his disciples, even as Tivia was walking along uh, the, the path with his cart and, and the, the horses drawing it, he was, he was raising his hands and speaking his prayers to the Lord. Mm -hmm. He was talking with the Lord about his day and about the things that were concerning his heart. He would dance and twirl. He, would, he was very expressive. And so he was moving throughout his day, constantly thinking about, or in those moments as he was thinking about the Lord, just immediately expressing uh, with his hands, with his body, with his motions, and with his words, uh, not only worship and praise and thanksgiving to God, but also asking God questions and yeah. inviting the Lord to direct his thoughts, to direct his, his uh, decision-making, to... Uh, asking the Lord and, and praying for, for his daughter and other family members. And, and that's very much, as we read in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament, a very common thing that happened for Jewish people because they, those who were walking with the Lord understood that relationship of uh, God is always near to us. He's as near as, uh, to us as we are willing to receive him. That's good. Well, and I love what you're saying there. I love when you said, ask God questions, right? Because I, I, I think that there's two sides of the pendulum here that a lot of people sort of go to for whatever reason, depending on maybe your personality, maybe your outlook or whatever the case. And we either spend way too much time just uh, saying things to God, not really asking questions, but, but more just declaring things, right? So I would say more of kind of the, the faith-driven people. They spend a lot of time just, you know, today will be a good day, and today, you know, bless the Lord, and God's going to open up opportunities, and we, you know, we're kind of declarative faith or, you know, declarative prayers. That's one side of the pendulum. The other side is, is where people are just only asking questions, right? Everything is, God, what's going on? Why is this happening? I don't understand. Or Lord, what, what do you want me to know? And all this. And so, but when we get one way to either way, if we get too far, right, we kind of miss it. It's this, this relationship, this sort of um, standing in this place, I guess, if you will, of not only declaring and standing in faith and, and, and speaking those faithful prayers, but also spending some time asking God some questions, right? If if you come out of your prayer time and you see a pattern that the Lord has never spoken to you, <clears throat> it's just you talking to God, but you say, man, I, I spend so much time in prayer just talking to God, but I just, he's not saying anything. Well, that's probably not a good thing, right? That there, Somehow, somewhere we're getting in this one-way conversation where, where we're talking a lot to God, but we're not listening. We're not asking questions. And then being in that receiving mode. And I think prayer is this, you know, as we've always heard, this sort of two-way conversation, right? It's this relationship, exactly. as you referred to earlier. It's just, it's declaring, and but it's also asking questions, and it's having this balance where you're in this communication with God. I mean, truly the word prayer 
is is really what I would call spiritual communication, right? I mean, that's what it is. It's it's spiritual. It's a spiritual language in the sense of just communicating with the Lord. It's the way that we communicate. So I love that idea of asking questions, but also declaring and just having that balance, as as you said, you know, being able to kind of go back and forth in that. And uh, that's good stuff. And I love the pictures of the, the movies and, and, and these things. So what are some other things that kind of come to mind with, with prayer and just this idea of making it a priority, uh, really carving out a space, a place that we can go and pray? I think that's very important um, that we have sort of a designated area where we can kind of, you know, let our mind kind of just flush away from all the stuff, all the stress, and just connect with the Lord, um, but also doing it everywhere. Whether we're pushing a cart down the road, we're driving down the road, we're at work, but always being mindful and talking to the Lord. And I loved what you said of, um, I can't remember the word you used, but kind of engaging God, right? Asking questions and listening and, and, and just being in this sort of receiving and giving mode with God. I think that's a, a vital thing. So what are some other things that kind of come to mind about prayer and just making this a priority, making it a big deal in our life? Yeah, a long, I, I personally, because I tend to be a, an active person. So for me, just sitting for hours on end, I, I need to get up and move. Sure. So for me, yeah, doing those prayer drives, you know, praying as I'm driving, praying as I'm walking. You know, it's interesting, last night at, at IHOPE, we had a prayer set. And what we've been doing through the summer is we actually have a team of people who will go out to, to just ask people in the community how we can pray for them Mm -hmm. and to begin to engage to them. And we've seen people led to the Lord and gotten to pray for people's healing and for family members and a variety of different things. But we've been experimenting this summer that while we have teams out doing that, we also have have a team at, at our base who are praying specifically for those team members and for those that that might that God might draw across their path for Mm -hmm. them to be able to interact with. And so last night, I, I actually, instead of staying back to pray, I went out with a team. And so it was so fun, John, to be just asking the Lord as we went, you know, Lord, uh, who, who might you highlight for us? Who yeah. would you want us to have the courage to approach and just greet them, be, be kind and invite them uh, to, uh, in, in any ways that they would have us pray with them? Wow. And, you know, we had, you know, one or two people that said, you know, don't, don't really have anything. We're not sure. interested. But we had some other people who um, actually were, were near tears um, because the Lord gave one of our one of our members that, as they had had asked the, asked God how how to approach this person and, and what to say. God gave them a very specific thing to say to them as well as an encouragement to give them. Yes. And while she needed to walk back and 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 clock back into work, you know, just a two minute encounter. She wiped a tear away from her eye as she walked back to yes. to her workstation. Yeah, you know we had other people who were willing to to let us pray f- with them and 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 for some family members, and and then as we were continuing to ask the Lord what to do next, He actually led us to led us to a strip mall area that had a variety of different businesses there, to just walk around those businesses and and be praying for them. Wow. In, in, in a variety of different ways as, as we felt like, uh, you know, that, that there were things that, that we could be asking God to step in yes. on their behalf. 
So again, the whole idea of, of, of prayer and communication with God is that it, it can be in, done anywhere at any time. That's right. Um, and, and God will give you direction. I love that. I love, I hope our listeners are getting this, that, you know, wherever you're at, just asking the Lord for that wisdom, for direction, whether it's decisions you're making at work, with your family, at home, but just being in that constant attitude, or even when you're going to the grocery store saying, God, is there anything that you want me to do while I'm here? Right? I mean, how many times do we just go to work? We just go to the grocery store. We just kind of drop our head and we're, we're going about our day doing our thing, and there's nothing wrong with that. But yet I wonder how many times God is saying, man, I wish you would have just tuned in and asked me what you wanted me or to do in this situation. I wanted to use you here. I wanted to give you wisdom here. I wanted to open up a door for you. But yet we're so sort of, again, that out of sight, out of mind. So kind of going back to that, making prayer that priority that we're always in that constant state of just in communion with God, right? And just asking. I love that you guys go out and just say, God, who? what would you have us pray? Who do you want us to pray for? And just kind of being there on the spot and, and just sensing what the Lord's doing and then just trusting that, right? Too many times we think, you know, we say, well, God, we ask him questions, but then, you know, we're not sure if he's answering or uh, we're not sure about this. And we just don't trust sometimes. I'm sure when you guys were praying and saying, God, who would you have us pray for? You know, it wasn't this big light came down out of heaven and hallelujah. You know what I mean? It came shown down on someone and that. No, no no, no halos. Yeah, yeah, no halos came around. But you guys had that sense. You know, you were walking in that faith, just trusting. As you were asking and you saw somebody and you felt the Lord just kind of leading you there to him, maybe you felt an open door, maybe you just looked at him and you just kind of sensed this idea of, I need to go to them. And just trust that, right? That's God answering. Step out in boldness. Yeah, I love it. I love it, Lisa. I, I love this. And, and again, I just encourage listeners to always be in this attitude whether you're at work if you're getting ready to make a phone call and and you know whether it's a business transaction or a phone call to a family member or this just saying starting it off saying god uh, just lead me in in this conversation and show me if there's anything here if there's any opportunities to to speak a word of encouragement or, or whatever Absolutely. i can do just use me and being in that mindset i mean imagine how many more opportunities and how much wisdom and direction you're going to get when you begin to operate that way, mm -hmm. right? And, and again, I think that prayer is that X factor. It's that thing that when we're not doing it, I, I truly believe, I don't mean this in a negative way, but we miss opportunities because our head is dropped. And But when our head is lifted up, and we're in tune with the Lord, we're asking, we're seeking, we're praying for those opportunities, God is going to bring those things. He's going to answer. He's mm -hmm. going to bring those requests and all that. So I, I love that, Lisa. Well, give, you know, us, give John, us, go ahead. I want to pick up on what, what you've said a couple of times about prayer being the X factor. Yeah. Because I think one of the things that the disciples picked, I mean, they saw that. They recognized it. They saw yeah. that prayer was the X factor. You know, they didn't go and ask Jesus to, to, to teach them how to teach. That's they didn't good. ask him to teach them how to heal. We don't have it recorded that they ask him that. Yeah. We, we don't have that they re, uh, recorded that they ask him to teach them how to preach yeah, or teach them how to counsel or teach That's them good. so many other aspects mm. of even what are our, our real and legitimate um, purposes in, in the church and, and giftings and things that people have. They didn't ask Jesus to teach them those things. What they asked him was, teach us to pray. 
That's good. Because I believe I had a friend of mine point out in this, in the, and, and what I'm referring to is, is found in Luke 11, uh, verses 1 and 2, where, where they specifically ask him, Lord, teach us to pray. Yes. That's and good. I believe they did that because they saw that it was the prayer that was the X factor That's in right. Jesus's teaching and his preaching and his healing because he had already spoken to the Father about all of those things and gotten himself what I what I call in the way of God's grace. Yes. You know, imagine a huge waterfall and we're sitting at the bottom of it and God is the one who's at the top of the waterfall and it hits his grace that is that water that's falling. As I place myself in, in the place of prayer, in connection with God, that's where I'm in the place of God's grace. And so as I walk in that place of grace, whether it's in the solitude of my personal prayer, whether it's in the coming together with others in corporate prayer, whether it's in my walking out life in, in, in daily prayer as, um, as, a, as an actual walk of prayer in my life, then I'm in the place of the grace That's where good. God's grace can fall on me and then I can, I can minister to others in, in many different, if different forms, different uh, ways uh, and administer the grace that God gives to us and wants it. to move through us to bless and touch others. That's good, Lisa. Wow, I love it. They asked Jesus how to pray because it's through prayer that everything else comes out of, right? Preaching, teaching, counseling, whatever. Guys, thanks for listening to the Faithology Podcast today. Lisa, it was great having you here today. Thanks for being here. And we'll have you back on again. And guys, get your prayer life going in a powerful way. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Faithology Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit his website at www.johnbarrettblog.com.